if you do this really well, right, you, you repeat yourself, you become memorable. What does it mean to be memorable? Mm-hmm. Is that when people suffer the problem that you solve, they think of you immediately after suffering that problem. Welcome to the Elevate Your Brand podcast, where we help online coaches learn how to elevate their brand, become the experts in their industries so they can bring in more clients and create a life they want. I am your host, Chris Anderson. And if you want to make a difference in the lives of others, share this episode, go over to Apple Podcasts and follow us there to leave a positive rating and review. And together we can leave a bigger positive mark on the world. You might have heard you've got to niche down, choose your niche a little bit in a certain way. Uh, And I think we're about to blow that idea out of the water with today's guest. So I'm excited for it. I think it's a good thing to kind of have a refreshing view and a, a new take on things. Today we have Matthew Allen on the show He is a leadership business and marketing coach and the host of the Powerful Online Leadership Podcast. So, Matt, welcome to Elevate Your Brand today. Chris, thanks so much for having me. I'm definitely super excited to talk about the whole niche and down topic. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to it's going to really make people think and maybe even myself, like we were talking kind of green room, maybe change the way I see our niche that we serve. But before that, I was, man, what is what got you into to doing this coaching aspect online? What led you to do that? You're young. People who are watching the video, you'll, they'll see he's not some old guy. How old are you, Matt? I'm 32. I got a 32? young kid. 32, yeah. You're 32? No way. Yeah. No yeah, way. Yeah. What do you think? I'm like 25? Yeah, I thought you were younger. <laughs> so I'm going to be 32. We're recording this in December 2022 for those who are from the future. I'll be 32 in April. This April. April. So I would have never April guessed you were 32. What would you say? 25th. April 20th. 420. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, April's a good month. But I would have never. So you'll be 33? Yeah. Man. Yeah, I wouldn't guess it. You, you age well, which is a good thing, I guess. So. Yeah, I, I recently had a moment where I was like walking down the street and it just like hit me. All, I've been waiting for the moment where I'm like, there's going to be a moment where I'm happy that I look young. But I haven't right. gotten there yet where I'm like, I want to look older and mature. And I was walking down the street. This is like a month ago. And I'm like, I'm so happy that people think I've looked 25. Like, okay, I finally reached that point because it's always been one. I look right. like freaking 17 and I always have to show my idea at bars. And you know, it's like, cool. Well, that's not, people always thought I was, uh, I look near two than I, I am. And I finally, I just recently, someone was like, I think you're probably 30, 31. I'm like, okay, I yeah. guess I longer look young <laughs> See, the beard helps i can't grow a beard to save my life i can't grow any facial hair to save my life yeah if i shave the beard off let's just say my wife says please don't ever shave your beard off yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> but no man that's cool i love it i love meeting people even around my age and younger who are doing this entrepreneurship thing like building something helping other people it's really cool and that we're connected now is amazing and yeah i gotta go back to my question yeah uh what got you into to doing this, man? Yeah, so I'll give the semi-abridged version because I tell the story a lot. So you can find it anywhere. You can go back to my podcast somewhere in the middle there. I tell my story in two parts. But it, was a, it goes back to freshman year of high school. Or sorry, freshman year of college. Um, I, I've been working out since I was 14. Freshman year of college. Wasn't having the experience I wanted. Not this movie experience <laughs> of partying as so much and making all these friends and getting laid and all that stuff. You know, <laughs> I found a lot of my solace in the gym. And I remember mm. standing in front of the mirror, putting a dumbbell down, getting a pump on, looking in the mirror and going, it'd be really cool to be a personal trainer, but that's not a real career path. Right? So on I went to study civil engineering and <laughs> did that up. And so I graduated college in 2012, around 2015, 25 years old, quarter life crisis. What am I doing with my life? And 
it's easy to say in retrospect that I wanted more for my life, but it wasn't really that so much as like, I'm just bored and I want to do something like really cool with my life. And I don't know what that is, but I was riding my bike to work and I was falling in love with riding my bike and it turned into my exercises and I'd 20 miles, 30 miles, 40 miles. Then I rode a hundred miles to my parents' house, Connecticut and back to New York city in one day. And I was like, all right, now what? I guess I'm going to ride my bike across America. That's what I have to do. And so in 2016, I rode my bike across America, 90 days, 5,019 miles, best summer of my life. I average about 65 miles a day. And there's a lot of lessons in there. Mm -hmm. Big one was I finished and I got to the very end and my family was there. It was the most beautiful moment of my life. And then we're sitting in the car driving down the coast to California. We're going to spend some time out there. And I'm like, oh no, now I'm going to go back to New York (laughs) and be a civil engineer and work for the weekends and like not love five sevenths of my life. Yep. And I'm like, I, I can't do that. I'm like, I just saw 90 days that were every day was amazing. Even the hard days I loved more than sitting behind a desk. Yeah. So I'm like, I've seen that it's possible to live a life that I love every day. So now I'm on the pursuit of daily happiness and kind uh. of figuring out what that looks like. And I'm actually wearing my CrossFit shirt today. This is the shirt that I got after I got my certification. I, 2017, I found CrossFit. I've re-fell in love with fitness, like hardcore. And that gym was like, hey, if you love CrossFit a lot, you want to get your certification, we'll mentor you to be a coach. And I'm like, oh my God, this is now 2017. So that dream that I had nine years ago to be a personal trainer is resurfacing. Hmm. And I'm like, oh, maybe this is my way to do it. So got my certification, started part-time coaching, taking on personal training clients, still being a civil engineer. And then by the end of 2018, November 1st, I quit engineering and I moved to Colorado to pursue my passion in fitness. And so the quick story from there is that I realized pretty quickly that I didn't love personal training like I thought I would once I started doing it full time, but I was so happy. I wasn't making a lot of money, but I was so happy pursuing my dream. Yeah. I had this other side hustle of photography and I was really falling in love with that and branding and marketing. So I was like, let me lean more into this. And I was combining CrossFit with photography and I was on the mission to become the CrossFit Colorado photographer. And it was working. It was going really well. And I was shooting big competitions. And I was even flew to Miami to shoot Wadapalooza, if anybody knows wow. that. And Wadapalooza was 2020 in February. So March oh. 2020, the world yep. shuts down. I lose, and I'm still personal training at the time. I lose all my personal training clients. The gym shuts down. I lose all my photography clients. And of course, all the events that I was going to shoot that summer. And I'm like, oh no, now what do I do? And I'm like, well, I've been loving branding and marketing and teaching myself that. I've been loving helping gyms, CrossFit gyms, like learn how to brand themselves better. Yeah. And it's so like, what's changed in my life is online pro- online courses. Like it's really accelerated my growth and, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as a person. So I'm like, why don't I create an online course? So that's what I did in the pandemic. I just switched to online and taught this branding stuff. The first program was God awful, <laughs> but as it should be. And right. Yeah. I'll say about content, niching down, like anything you're doing in business. Yeah. The first one's going to suck, but oh yeah, like Chris, I imagine your first podcast was absolutely terrible. Dude. I wore kid headphones in the middle of my <laughs> living room with a bunch of just random things. Terrible lighting. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But now look, the lighting is beautiful on your end and, and you got the professional mic and you can interview really well and have more higher level guests on and mm-hmm. just life. That's everything in life. So yeah. yeah, my first online course was terrible, but now here we are we're coming up next year. It's going to be three years since the pandemic. And I think people are going to look back and being like, what did I do in these three years? Like, did I do what I wanted to accomplish? I, yeah. We always ask for all this space and, oh, if I didn't have to go to work, what would I do? And we've been given these opportunities. So hopefully people can reflect and, and 
pursue the things that they really wanted to do. I, that's what I did. And I love the work I do now as an online business leadership and marketing coach. That's just so cool. And it really helps me reflect on my story too, because I quit my job as the world was shutting down mm. to start a business. And yeah, yeah your first everything just going to suck because you're trying to learn. You have no idea. You think you then you're like, oh, crap. And right. niching down is such a crucial part to that. Coming up with that correctly. And you, when I was starting, and I'm sure you as well, it was that like cookie cutter, like this is how you find a niche. This is how mm-hmm. you niche down. And, and I think it's just been done that way, quote unquote, for so long that like, no one's really questioned it. And when I saw like you posting about it and talking about it, I was like, okay, this would be a really cool direction to come from that. So what is your perspective on niching down? How do you go about that versus what the quote unquote old school method is? Yeah. So there's still like a little niche and down involved, but I think we Mm -hmm. do it backwards and that's what keeps people really stuck. Ultimately, the people I work with, 99.9% of the time, they're helping themselves from the past, right? Mm -hmm. Any personal trainer, you talking about media, like all the stuff you've learned, right? Throughout your journey. A lot of people you've interviewed, right? They're always telling their story and telling what they've learned. It's what most of us are doing. You can't really, and I work with a lot of online coaches, so I come from that space, but you can't really take someone to a place that you've never been to before. You've had to have done it. Otherwise, pretty out of integrity. Um, (laughs) But when we look at any business, every business solves a problem. Every single business, right? You take the mics that we're using, they solve an audio problem, right? Mm -hmm. I have the lighting, you have your lighting, they solve a lighting problem. Any business solves a problem. And so that's what we do as entrepreneurs. We solve a problem. And I like to give some examples. I was just thinking about this one today. So it's fresh off the top of my head. Like someone like Brock Johnson, if you know him, he's yep. like a reels coach, right? Yep. Well, do you think he cares about a white male who makes $100,000 a year <laughs> and has this specific business and lives in Denver, Colorado? He doesn't care about that. Right. He solves a problem. You suck at marketing. You suck at reels. He's going to help you make better reels. And so that's the problem he solves. It doesn't matter if you're 20 or 90 or rich or poor, black or white, yep. doesn't matter. He yep. solves the problem. And so that's where we need to start with our niche. Your niche is a problem that you solve. So what problem do you solve? And then now it's your job as, a, as an entrepreneur, as a marketer, to prove that you solve that problem, that you are the only and obvious solution to solve that problem. Yep. And that's all it comes down to. And then you don't have to worry about my ideal client is this, you know, me, it's a white male who's into fitness and loves running and makes X amount and like all this stuff. You don't have to worry about that. You just show up as you and yep. you're going to attract those people. I attract a lot of wellness coaches because CrossFit and health and wellness is a big yep. part of my life. I ran a 40 mile trail run. Like if you don't resonate with that, then you're not going to resonate with me. So you're not going to follow me. I give the example, do you know, Nick bear? I don't know. It's not, I probably don't. It sounds familiar, but I probably don't know who it is. Okay, yeah. So uh, he's someone that like, he owns a supplement company called BPN, Bear Performance Nutrition. Okay. There are so many freaking supplement companies out there. Yeah. So if I'm someone who's looking to buy protein or creatine or a pre-workout or reds and greens or whatever it is, there's so many options for that stuff. But yeah. I love Nick Bear. And I love Nick Bear because he's a big really strong dude. Like he is jacked and that's the world he comes from this kind of bodybuilding world. But now he's also run a sub three hour marathon. He's run the Leadville 100 here in, in Colorado, which is a hundred mile run in the Jeez. Rocky mountains. It's like oh one of the hardest races ever. Uh, and he's obviously an entrepreneur. He's in the military, which I'm not. So I don't resonate with that, but I love the leadership aspects he speaks of in the military. And I love 
leadership, hence the, my podcast name, <laughs> Powerful Online Leadership. So all these things about him, I love. And I love mm-hmm. listening to him and his story. And now he's a new dad and I want to be a dad one day. So all these parts of himself, I find myself in. I like that mm-hmm. stuff. So when I think about buying protein, do you think I'm searching around looking for, I'm, I'm kind of off on a tangent a little bit, but no, you you're searching for other protein brands. It's like, no, I'm going to buy from BPN. It's yep. just obvious because I connect yeah. with him. So if we can go back, oh, yeah, it's good. we solve a problem, yep. make yourself the obvious solution to that problem. So you can have your educational content. You can show why your protein is the best protein out there, why your flavors are the best. You can do that. But, and you need to show this other side of you, show your values, storytell, show what's important to you. I don't, I'm not a personal trainer anymore. I'm not going to teach you how to run. Like I ran a 40 mile trail run. I'm not going to teach you how to do that. I'm not going right. to teach you how to work out, but that's a big that's value of mine. Make sure every time I run, I take a video of it. And maybe sometimes I'm talking while I'm running. Maybe sometimes I just get a video of me running and put like trending song over it. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I subconsciously, I am getting you attracted to me. You are aligning with my values and you don't have to think about it. So Chris, if I can just go down this rant for another second and then I'll kick it I back love to it. you. Go, yeah, man. Okay, so all marketing is subconscious. We buy from an emotional level. Yep. So when you see me doing these runs, working out, making my health a priority, when you see the type of books I'm reading, the fact that I meditate and I'm, I am on this more spiritual side of life, but I also mix a lot of the masculine and I love to work out and do crazy stuff. Date nights with my girlfriend. I talk about the matching tattoo with my brother. That shows my value towards family. Mm-hmm. Now my brother's my best friend. All these little things, right, are getting you subconsciously attracted to me so that you don't have to think, why do I love Matt? You don't sit down and make a list of like, he's into fitness. He's close with his brother. He's takes his relationship seriously. They have date nights. Like you don't actively think about this the same way you wouldn't do that with your best friend, right? Your best friend, or you meet a stranger <laughs> after meeting 50 times, you have that moment, just like in Step Brothers. Did we just become best friends? Yep. <laughs> it's not because they both gua- love guacamole. That's <laughs> one part of it, but it's right. because karate in the garage it's the it's masturbating to good housekeeping or whatever it is it's the uh, it's the fact that they're both 40 it's that their parents are both single it's uh that they're unemployed right they have all these connections so that even though they start out hating each other all these connections brought them so close they became best friends and so with your marketing that's what you do piece after piece of your marketing one thing at a time people start to fall in love with you and then all of a sudden instead of saying did we just become best friends they say I just need to hire Matt. I don't know what it is, but I just need to hire him. I love him. Yeah. He solves the problem that I need solved. I'm just going to hire him. And they don't go shopping around. That's awesome. Man. Okay, we can end right there. That's good, guys. Yeah, yeah right. I just took off and went off on it. No, that's perfect. Because it's even something like, I would say we're doing good with our business. I'm, of course, I have bigger goals and everything. But that's still something me personally, like on my personal brand to direct towards Elevate is the content I put out there, I want to show up as me, but tying that into like my personal brand, like what you just said makes so much, because like, I'm very like business minded oriented, but I also, I'm in the middle of cornfields in Indiana and I have chickens and things out there. And I, I'm also a runner and, but I also am very like into the Peaky Blinder aesthetic type like suits and I feel like I just have so much. I'm like, how can I even bring that out in content without just feeling like it's all over the place? Because I don't know. I just feel like I have so much going on 
Yeah. Just, I, so like, it's, a, it's a good thing. It makes me think, okay, so how can I just show up in my daily life and just show people and then tie it yeah. into like business topics or leadership talk, topics that can help them. So was, that was good thought provoking for me. Yeah. A few things that come to the top of mind. Like, yeah. If you're using Instagram, that's why I love Instagram because reels and content can look a little bit different than your stories. Your stories can be more mm-hmm. laid back. Yeah. You show up on Instagram with your stories and you just go like, walk out to the farm and like pick up the eggs and show yeah. people like, yo, I don't go to the grocery store for my eggs. I have chickens <laughs> and I have fresh eggs. That's it. You just show up that way. And people are like, whoa, like that's awesome. I love that about Chris. Like I, people buy from people they want to be like. So mm. there's either going to be like, hey, we're similar. I'm also on a farm. I thought I was a lonely entrepreneur. Wow. I see Chris with this amazing like studio setup. You think you'd be in like New York City on the fifth floor of a high rise. <laughs> but no, like, oh my God. Whoa, this guy's kind of like me. Or mm. it might be me who like would one day love to move further and further from the city. And yeah, maybe have some of my own chickens and free range <laughs> eggs. Yeah. And then that could be a laid back way of doing it, right? Showing up on your story, grabbing some eggs and just being yeah. like, and just telling people what's up. Like, just get my eggs for the morning. You can also like, you like the PE binders? Like, dude, it'd be so cool if you put your like suit on and your badass hat and we're like holding a chicken in your arm. And then you just stood there and like, gave some marketing advice or like media stuff. Like, hey, like, here's the best mic to use if you want to start your podcast or whatever. And you're just in a sick suit. And you're holding a chicken and like, that would be badass Peaky Binder shit. That would be um, funny. <laughs> but I even see, like, I see you have the Captain America shield behind you. You have the yep. Um, yep. Uh, Iron Man. Gauntlet. Yeah. This there. I want to hear about that. Tell me why you love Marvel or yeah. I'm not into that world, but like, yeah. Tell me wh- why is the Captain America shield? Like that's your, that's right in the center of your frame right now. So that's important to you. Tell me why. Yep. Yeah, man. I just, you know how, what Captain America stands for. I see an end game. If you've watched it, just it's him against Thanos and his whole army. And he gets up like knowing that he can't take the whole army, but he's going to attempt to, and that'll be the end for him, but he's going to go out fighting. And just that kind of visual, I want to do what I can for my family, create that legacy, mm-hmm. build something in the face of whatever adversity is in front of me on my own or not. Like I'm going to, I'm going to go at it until the very end and do it with integrity, with character and, you know, with every ounce of strength I have. So that's like, the, I can do this all day. His little thing. I can do this all day. I love it. So yeah, like, dude, that's one of my favorite pieces of content to make is what I would call a deeper purpose piece. Mm-hmm. That was it. What you just said, pull this clip out and <laughs> put that on your social media because that's what people get route. That's what people rally behind. Yeah. And you can like, take the shield off the wall, hold it and be like, this is why this is the centerpiece behind all, all my podcasts, all the marketing I do. And then just say what you just said, that deeper purpose. And the two things are happening right there. One, people rally behind that deep purpose. They love that. They're like, I am like Chris. That's what I want. I will do whatever it takes in the face of all these obstacles. I'm the same way, right? It's very inspirational right. for people. But people see it as inspirational content. What you're really doing is just connecting with somebody with the same values. And the second thing is you're holding, you know, your Captain America shield. So for me, like, I don't like Marvel or any of that stuff. So like, I wouldn't really, re- I might resonate with the message, but not so much mm. Captain America, but right. somebody who resonates with both, you don't have to say, I'm a big Marvel guy. You don't have to say that. You just show the shield and people yep. see that you're a Marvel guy. And then that creates another connection. And then that's what people are going like, okay, who am I going to hire to help with my media, to elevate my media? Yeah. Is it going to be this person with a million followers or is it going to be Chris? Right. And they won't even think. Is, they won't even say, is it going to be Elevate Media? They're going to be like, I want to work with Chris. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's a great point because that's just, again, from my perspective, like overthinking what we're trying to put out there. Like I do it. I've done it. I obviously still do it. But like just showing up as you authentically and tying that in, like you're saying, that's the key. And it keeps it simple too. Like you don't have to put on an act. You don't have to put on any facades. That's you. And then you can just put that content out there and tie it back to the problem you solve somehow, or it doesn't even have to be every time. But I think that's a great point to take away is utilizing who you are because starting out bootstrapping, like you are the brand. Like you think about Tesla, you think Musk and you think of him you think of Apple. I mean, you used to think of Steve Jobs and things like that. And so like you, you think of the person. And right. and then how they tie into that problem. So I think that's that's a yeah. great point for sure. Yeah, and that's exactly what a brand is, right? And even with the Apple example, they did mm-hmm. a really good job of you remember the Justin Long? I'm a Mac and I'm a PC. Yeah. yeah. Yep. They're putting a gut feeling behind it. Like, oh yeah, I don't want to be boring old PC boomer over there. <laughs> I'm young, hip creative, Justin <laughs> Long, right? They're getting that gut feeling. Yeah. So that Apple becomes the obvious choice. Oh, I don't want to be associated with that. Like that's what branding is. And yeah, you do that. Like you said, people overthink this stuff so much and you don't have to, because remember yeah. what I started with is like 99% of the time, my clients are just talking to themselves four years ago for two, three, five, 10 years ago is what I say. Like, what's that version of you? And wouldn't it be so fun to work with yourself? If I was working with Matt from five years ago, we would play, we play guitar and sing Dave Matthews together. We get to jam out and I would tell weird sex jokes and be really goofy <laughs> and we would have so much fun. So why would you not show up that way on social media? And again, the great way to what you said, related to your brand, uh, related to like problem you solve, but not mm-hmm. all the time. You're absolutely yeah. right. Like 70% of the time. Yeah. You want to be known for solving this problem. The other 30% of the time, tell a story. Like I said, tell a story, tattoo with my brother. That has mm-hmm. nothing to do with me helping you with marketing or leadership. I'm just showing you my deep value of my relationship with my brother. Right. Yep. That's what we want to get across. Forget just like put away the problem solving for a second and just connect like you would with a person going on a date or meeting a best friend. You wouldn't just sit there and I wouldn't sit with my best friend though. He loves it when I talk about marketing and helping him with with his marketing. But if that's all we talked about, there'd be no deeper connection. Mm, So we create a deeper connection by talking about my relationship with my girlfriend. And some of those problems we talk about working out, we talk about my goals. Like, Oh, I'm going to run 40 miles this, this fall, whatever. Like we talk about all of this stuff, get your followers engaged with that. Cause that's how they fall in love with you. And that's how you get them to not shop around and just have that gut feeling. Yeah. I think that's a great point to see it as that. Cause you want these people to build that trust with you. Like you would a new friend and then you can grow from there and help them solve their problem. And, but it takes some time. I think that's another thing we got to remember is it's not just going to happen overnight. It is a relationship with the people that you're trying to help. And that's what you're doing. And you're just, again, in relationships, being yourself is the best. How many times in relationships, people like put on the side to win someone over and then they're finally together and the truth comes out like who they really are. You see in movies and things like that all the time, especially on Hallmark right now. And all my wife watches (laughs) all those. It's like, okay, when's the the bombshell going to come? It's the same way. If you're always yourself, that's who they're going to get. And it changes in a positive way that the outcome that you can give them. Yeah. It's exhausting to show up any other way than just yourself. And and the fact is like your best gift to the world is to be unapologetically yourself. Yeah. And when you do that, you inspire other people to be unapologetically, unapologetically themselves. And that's your best gift to the world because guess what? We don't need another Tony Robbins. We don't need another Oprah. Certainly don't need another Matthew Allen. 
We need you. We need fully unapologetically you. And then it becomes effortless for you to show up. And that's why I like to say, forget about worrying about the demographics and psychographics. Like it's you. Mm -hmm. So just be you. Show up on your farm and collect eggs. Show up putting the nice clothes on and looking like the Peaky Blinders vibe and, and talk about Marvel all the time. Use examples about Marvel. Or I use examples all the time about fitness, right? All of that stuff will show up in the way you talk and the examples you use. And yeah. it just becomes more effortless that way than trying to, yeah, be someone else or be like everyone else. It's like, we already got that person. We don't need another one of them. We need you. Yeah, no, agreed. And I think that, I think almost that old, niching down procedure, whatever you want to call it. I think it just sometimes becomes a hindrance because we use that as a crutch. Well, I can't put stuff out there yet. Cause I don't know my, I don't know my avatar. I don't know mm. who I'm speaking to instead of just showing up like, Hey, this is me, this and putting it out there. So I think that's another thing. It's almost like a crutch for a lot of people to get, yeah. get past that. Which again, I would just lead back to keeping yourself safe. Yeah. I haven't each down yet, so I can't do this yet. It's right. like really afraid of yep. the judgment, all that stuff. But yeah, to even like take it a step further, I think this is a fun topic to talk about too, which is like, okay, you solve a problem, right? You started this business. Just ask yourself, why did I start this? What problem am I solving, right? Now, the important part with that is you solve this problem in a very unique, specific way. If, if you're solving a sales problem, right? Maybe you solve that by building a community. Maybe that's what you did. I had created a bunch of leads inside my Facebook group. And that's how I made more sales. Maybe you're Russell Brunson and you created <laughs> funnels that helped you. That's a new way to solve sales, right? You have a very specific way that you solve this problem. Now you just need to show everybody, this is what I call your zone of genius. You need to show that your zone of genius is the solution to that problem. And that is 70% of your marketing, right? The other 30% yeah. we talked about showing yourself yeah. all this other stuff, but just repeating yourself over and over. So often we're like, I need to come up with new content ideas. I have so much I can teach, right? I teach sales. I teach marketing. I teach the niche and down. I teach mindset. There's a lot of stuff I can help with. But if you go to my Instagram right now, there's a lot about creating better content and what I call leadership marketing. Yeah. That's a lot of my stuff. I don't talk about sales that much, even though I would love to. I love sales. I love talking about it. I am obsessed with mindset and language and helping people with that stuff. But I don't talk about it as much because if I talk about everything, I drown myself out and nobody remembers yeah. me for anything. So what, if you do this really well, right, you, you repeat yourself, you become memorable. What does it mean to be memorable? Mm -hmm. Is that when people suffer the problem that you solve, they think of you immediately after suffering that problem. Not okay. So here's an example. There's a guy, knees over toes guy, one, 1. 1.6 million followers, whatever. He's actually deleted a lot of his content. Unfortunately, <laughs> I used to love giving as an example, but we could take Brock Johnson, right? People who know yeah. him as the yep. real guy. If he was talking about all, all this sales, right? I had to have better conversations in the DMs. You can drop that stuff in a little bit here and there. That's part of that other 30%. Mm -hmm. 30% of the time, he talks about making better reels, putting out more reels, how to put out more reels, yep. hooked for better reels yep. Like, yep. all the time. So then when you make a reel and you're like another flop, mm -hmm. I'm struggling making reels. This reel sucks. We're suffering that problem. Brock would want you to go, I should just hire Brock. I should just right. join his membership group. Not like, let me Google somebody who's a reels coach. That's not doing it good enough. You want to be the obvious solution. And if you're talking about everything, you're going to drown yourself out. But that was mm -hmm. the old advice, Chris, right? Was yep. give away your best stuff, all of your best stuff. And the, cl the clients will come. And that used right. to work in 20, 
12 or whatever, when mm-hmm. there was one mindset coach, when there was one reels coach, but right. there are so many of them out there. What separates you? It's one, right? Repeating yourself. And two, it is including those personal things. It is you as that personal brand. Mm, yeah. That's so good. And I think, yeah, you've just got to become that memorable person in their minds for your thing. I think that that's a great one. And just staying consistent with it it is huge. But man, Matt, this has been a, I've enjoyed this conversation. I really have. And we're getting close to the end of the episode and we could probably have multiple more episodes on this kind of stuff. But what you shared already is a huge piece in what people can implement going forward. And so I appreciate that. Where is the best place for people to connect with you and let them know what you have going on coming up here for them to join if they're open to it. Yeah. So I'll give you, I'll give you a few things. So there's obviously a podcast, Powerful Online Leadership, where I talk a lot about all this stuff. Find me on Instagram at Matthew.Allen. I'm sure it will be in the show notes, Allen with a Y. I love connecting and DMing with people. So please follow me and say hi. If you don't, guess what? I'm going to say hi to you. I'll just be prepared for that. I have a community, which you can join and I help you with our content there. I do a content club. It's a free one hour every Wednesday night. You can find all this stuff in my bio, uh, but definitely come to the masterclasses too. Yeah, I do a masterclass once a month, typically surrounding content. There'll probably be some other stuff on sales and leadership, but there's one on December 20th, depending on when this comes out. That's about leadership marketing in 2023. What does that look like? It's a lot of the stuff we talked about today. And then there'll be one in January. That one's going to be about storytelling, how to become a better storyteller, why it's important. And I'm sure even like the stuff we talked about, the Captain America stuff, <laughs> probably any anybody listening here heard my story about biking across America. It's very likely you didn't bike across America. I haven't really met too many people who've said, oh, me too. But you connect with that in some way. Maybe you moved across the country at a young age. Maybe you traveled abroad. Right? We make connections with stories. And that's what starts to develop an even deeper connection with people. So that's one I'm really excited about in January, that masterclass coming out. So yeah, just on Instagram is where you can find all this stuff at Matthew Don Allen. Yeah, everyone, make sure you get connected with Matt and uh, he's just got a great energy, great content he puts out there for everyone to learn from. And so we're so grateful for you being on the show today, Matt. Thanks again for being a guest on Elevate Your Brand. Yeah, Chris, thanks so much for having me. It was a blast. And thanks so much for tuning into this episode today. If you found value at all from this episode, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It just helps us get this show, these messages out in front of more people. And don't forget to share this with someone who you think could benefit from listening to as well.